0: Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. John 14.1 says, Do not let your heart be troubled, but trust in God trust also in me you know we go through this life with the stresses of home work family school and it's all bearing down on us and we're trying to figure out all these situations by ourselves and it's gonna break us and but God doesn't want us broken he wants us to ask him for help in these situations so when when these situations come on and you, you feel like there's nothing left you can do except ball up and cry. You can do something else. You can cry out to God. You can pray to God and ask for help in these situations. And that's what I want to challenge you with in your prayer this week. Next time you come into a stressful situation, hand it over to God. Let God take the situation and use it for His glory. I'm Josh Barrow, and that's my soap. What's yours?
1: to see you guys. Um, So we are in week five of this extraordinary series and we have been talking about uh, reading through the New Testament together and seeing what is this journey that God wants us to go on. And um, here's a question I want to start out with this morning and it's this. Has someone ever walked away from you? Like has someone ever just left you standing there? Um and, and, and I think that hurts it hurts to, to feel that way ha, have you ever walked away from someone have you ever just from someone or from a situation or a problem and you just wanted to quit has this ever happened to you um, here's three things I want you to hear today uh, if you've ever walked away from something difficult if you've ever uh, just said no nah, I'm, I'm done then you can r- hopefully relate to the message today. I think you will. If you've ever had someone walk away from you and maybe say, oh, this is too much, I'm done, then you can relate to today's message. And, and if you've ever decided, you know what? No, I'm sticking this out. I'm here. Then hopefully you can relate to the message today. And so as we're on this journey together in the New Testament, this week we find ourselves uh, mostly in the book of John. If you're following along in the reading plan, and if you don't have one or want to get on board or if you lost yours, there are more reading plans downstairs in the lobby, um, and you can grab one of those today to see where we're reading each day. Um, We find ourselves in John chapter 6 this week, and before we look at the passage, I want to give you just a a little bit of where we had just come from. Um, In John 6, we're going to start in verse 60, but what had just happened, because it's important to know what just happened, um, is Jesus had just dropped a bombshell on his audience, on the people who were following him, who were gathering to hear him talk. He had just dropped a bombshell on them because he said some really crazy stuff. He said that my flesh is is uh the bread of life and you must eat of it that's kind of crazy teaching he talks about his blood being uh the cup of life and you're gonna have to drink from it that's a little bit crazy teaching and so this is what he had just said to the audience and and this and a lot of people of course didn't um, understand and we pick up here now in john chapter 6 verse 60. many among his disciples heard this and said, this is tough teaching, too tough to swallow, probably no pun intended. Um, Jesus sensed that his disciples were having a hard time with this and said, does this throw you completely? What would happen if you saw the Son of Man ascending to where he came from? The Spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower don't make anything happen. Now, jump down to verse 66 with me. And so this is what's going on in the disciples' mind. They're having a hard time with this. And it says, after this, a lot of his disciples left. They, they left. They no longer wanted to be associated with him. Then Jesus gave the 12 their chance. Do you also want to leave? Peter replied, Master, to whom would we go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. We've already committed ourselves, confident that you are the Holy One of God. Okay, so um, I tell you, this this was a a difficult passage to work with this week. We are talking about the same passages in all of our services, and this one was was hard for me, Um, not because I couldn't understand it or I didn't get it, but I was just... I'm a practical application kind of person Um, it's how I learn it's often how I teach Uh, it's how I try to explain what I'm getting and and this was a hard one for me so try to follow with me if you will this morning and and see uh, maybe if what I gleaned out of this is something that that is helpful for you too um, so what we have here is we've got this crowd of people who have responded to this message that Jesus had given that that his about his flesh being the bread of life. Okay, so this is what he's talked about. And up to this point, a lot of the people in the crowd, um, they weren't just people that said, oh, there's a crowd, let me go and see what the crowd is about. These people called themselves disciples. They called themselves followers of Jesus. It was a large crowd. And they called themselves the disciples. And they had been really enthusiastic about his teaching. They wanted to know more. Um, they wanted to hear more, learn more. But then this tough teaching comes along. Tough being, that's how it was mentioned in the, in the passage. This tough teaching comes along, and, and it's this. It's the truth that Jesus and Jesus alone is what satisfies. Up to this point, it had been more about like the Sermon on the Mount. This is how you treat others. This is how you respond to others. If, if they do this, then, I mean, he was, he was flipping the world upside down. He they strike you on one cheek, off from the other. You know, he was offering like life lessons, and now he's talking about himself. Bring the Son of God, being the only one that is way to the Father. And he uses this kind of wordage about him, his body and his blood and the bread of life, and, and it's strange to the hearers of, of, of these followers. And so they're hearing that, that Jesus is, is the, that he is the only thing that satisfies, that he's the bread of life, and, and basically what he's saying, if you read in that passage about the willpower and the strength, he basically, how I kind of saw it was, he's saying, I am the bread of life, and you have got to come to terms with the fact that you are helpless beggars. You, apart from me, you're going to be hungry. Apart from me, you, uh, you can do all the willpower and, and, and the muscles you've got, but it, it's going to fall short. This was the teaching that he was building up to. And and so this was tough for a lot of people. This was tough because up to this point, some people were going, okay, I like this, I like some of this teaching. This, you know, it, it, some of this is about some life change. And you know what? I need to do some life change. There's some things in my life that I could do better. You know, be nicer, be kinder, you know, those kinds of things. Always nice, you know. Um, there's some uh you know, be kinder to strangers, you know, maybe even Jesus was kind of starting to shake the, the kind of the socio-political landscape a little bit, making people go, hold on, is this how it's supposed to be? And everything was cool, everyone was like, hey, I want to hear more about this, right? But then, people start to grumble, as the passage says, people start to uh, complain and they walk away, and this is why Jesus says this in verse 63, I'll read it again, the spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower don't make anything happen. See, that's gotta be hard to hear for people who are used to to having the calloused hands and you know and the and the and the working hard, you know, the, the work ethic. You know, you gotta go out there and work. Nothing wrong with that. I, I think a good work work ethic is a good thing. But if that's all you're depending on, see this starts to shake the foundation if that's all you depend on. Because Jesus is saying share muscle and willpower don't make anything happen every word i've spoken to you i love this is a spirit word a spirit word and so it is life-making but some of you are resisting and refusing to have any part of this now again i want to point this out because i think it's really important if you notice all of the people who left the people who walked away they were previously considered disciples of jesus they were considered his followers. They, they started loyal. They called themselves followers. And then they started strong. And then they just kind of fizzled out. They, they started strong and then just kind of, you know, just kind of slunk away. And I was thinking about this and, and this pattern of, of starting strong and then walking away a little bit later. It's obviously it's nothing new because here's a 2,000-plus-year-old a example of starting strong and walking away. Um, But I was thinking about this, you know, like I I can't, I cannot count the number of times in my life when I've started strong and then just kind of slowly walked away. From, from little things to big things. I, 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 I cannot count. I, I try to. It's a it's a depressing try to thing to count. So don't do it. I, I don't encourage you to try and count the number of times that you started strong and then you didn't quite follow through. I, it's not a fun journey to go on. Um, but I, I thought just, I mean, general stuff like, I mean, diets, start strong, right? You know, um, relationships, and, and not even, you know, romantic dating stuff, but friendships or, or associating with groups of people or an organization, you know, those, those human interactions. We start strong, and then we just kind of, you know, how about Bible reading plans? You know, we start strong, and then we kind of, you know, exercise. And I was thinking about this, you know, like how many books sit on bedside tables with just the first few chapters read? You know, um, you know how, many, how many home projects get started just to be left cluttering garages? Um, and I'm talking about my stuff here, by the way. Uh, How many gym memberships get purchased only to be used a few times and you know how the gym is you know you have to sign like a 15 year deal or something you know and promise you know your first grandchild or something it's like a ridiculous commitment they want from you you know you and you you start strong yeah I'm going to be here three times a day you know that kind of we do this you know how many relationships start strong. And end up with maybe one or both people and end up walking away. It's, we start strong. We, I've been guilty of all four of those. And Now here's the deal, though. I'm not going to ask any of you. Sometimes I ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask any of you uh, Christians uh, in the name of Jesus in the number of times you've started strong and then you slowly just kind of fizzled out. I'm, I'm not going to ask how many times you, you committed to do something or promised something or said you would be there or show up or support or provide or whatever in the name of Jesus because you're a follower of Jesus. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever started strong and then you just kind of slowly. I'm not going to ask you because it's just me. I'm the only one that has a problem with this, not you. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to ask you if, if um, you know, if if you're the only, if you've ever chosen yourself over others. I'm Not going to ask you that. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever uh, chosen, uh, you know, been been the only one who's ever chosen easy over difficult. I'm not going to ask you that because I know you don't deal with that. It's just me. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever chosen me over we. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever started strong and then kind of just slowly slunk away. And here's the deal about this. We're calling this series Extraordinary, and I was thinking about this. This kind of starting strong and then just kind of walking away when things get difficult or hard to understand or hard to deal with or asking too much. This, this whole thing is the perfect recipe for ordinary relationships because it's ordinary this is ordinary this is what we do And ordinarily this is how a lot of us function starting strong and then fizzling out and so here's where why this teaching is tough because following jesus is all about a surrender of ourselves Following Jesus is all about that surrender of ourselves. It's, it's surrender. Here, here's where the, this idea surrendering to Jesus touches and affects all of our human relationships. Surrendering to Jesus does this. And, and so when you think about these ordinary relationships we're in, surrendering to Jesus actually touches and affects all of them. Here's, here's this idea when we love Jesus first, we love others best when we love jesus first we love others best let me think about that for a minute when we love jesus first we love others best and some extraordinary relationships come out of that but when we love and now think about this passage but when we love just being recognized as a follower of Jesus, if we just love the concept of being recognized as a Christian, and, and and but we're not really following Jesus, we're not really walking beside him, loving him, I don't have anything to offer in my relationships. Nothing beyond my, what I'm able to conjure up. And that's really gonna depend on the day. I might be really kind that day, I might be caring, I might not I might be super stressed out I might uh, I might be really irritated and if, if I'm not following after Jesus if I'm not living a life that's surrendered to Jesus then all you're gonna get is me and I hate to tell you this but I'm going to fail you miserably that's ordinary I might have the best of intentions and I might start strong in my relationship with you but it's gonna fizzle out apart from Christ So, so why is this teaching of, of Jesus so hard? And, and this is where I was starting to go, oh man, I don't, uh. I think it's hard because we begin to think that this, and this is just more like personal confession really, I think this, this teaching of Jesus saying, I am the bread of life, I am your all, I am your everything, it, stop the willpower, stop the, you know, uh, you know. Shannon, go lift weights if you want to, but it's not about how strong you are. Like, it, it, I, it's me. This is what Jesus is saying. It's me. It's me. I am everything. I am the bread of life. And it's hard teaching because sometimes I think that this new life that Jesus offers, sometimes I live as if it's actually a deserved life. Like, it's owed to me. Like, it's supposed to be that way. I'm supposed to be forgiven, right? We're supposed to be redeemed, right? No, Jesus gave that to us. I should live into that. We should live into that. I think this teaching is hard because we, uh, we like control. And surrender is the exact opposite of control. I think this teaching is hard because, um, you know, when we define, oh, When we start defining signing up as showing up and actually being present. You know when, I think this teaching is hard because um, texting I'm praying for you is a lot easier than actually praying. But Jesus calls me to an extraordinary relationship and so it's not enough for me to shoot you a text and say I'm praying for you. That I'm actually supposed to pray. You know, I think this, this, this teaching that Jesus offers to his disciples, and that includes us too, is hard because we define liking and sharing a post as actually putting hands and feet on the ground in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why it's hard for me. Because isn't, isn't, isn't the click enough? Isn't the, isn't the thumb press enough? See, we're called to this life, you know. It's hard because, oh man, we have organized and planned and scheduled Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, into our personal agenda calendar instead of letting him overwhelm our very existence. Because that's extraordinary. Letting Jesus overwhelm our very existence instead of scheduling him in. And I think his teaching is hard because, you know, I'm, there's a small group that I'm loosely connected to because sometimes I'm not there. But we spent last semester talking about what? Our best yes. And it's a good, it's a fantastic concept, learning how to make your best yes, which is really a polite way of how to say no. And that's okay too but i have found myself being guilty of going you know what but but that doesn't learning how to say no does not give me a, an excuse to be able to say no to jesus or say no to following him or to say no to a relationship with him and his people so let let the personal growth gurus teach us all they want but if it if it affects our relationship with christ then then it's not a worthy teaching. I don't know if I want to go off on a tangent there. This teaching from Jesus is hard. Let me be your all. Let me be the bread that feeds you. Nothing else will will suffice. Nothing else will will satisfy. Nothing else will give you what you need. I am the bread of life. Your self-will, your sheer muscle is not going to be enough. And this was hard teaching for people who followed him, and it's hard teaching today. And when Jesus asked those, uh, asked the those that were still standing with him, who else was going to walk away? Like ordinary relationships, start strong, fizzle out. This is what Peter said to him in verse sixty nine: "Master, to whom would we go?" Where else would I go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. And Peter's response is it. Peter has nailed it. Peter has touched on it. He has grasped. You know, do you ever have those moments when you're like praying or reading scripture or you're just thinking about God stuff and you have like that glimmer of, of like something holy, like something amazing and before your brain even tries to grab a hold of it, it's like gone? Is it just me? Have you ever had these moments? And, and, and Peter, thank goodness, he, he grabbed it and it actually got recorded so we could read about it later. He grabbed it. He got it. Where else would I go? Well, where else would I go? Everything else is ordinary. Everything else is ordinary. Jesus, you're extraordinary. You have the words of real life, eternal life. And so Peter knew, he grabbed it, that no matter what Jesus asked of them, no matter what crazy teaching he was going to put on them next. No matter what he, he said, no matter how much Jesus was going to shatter, continue to shatter this, the, the status quo of the, the conceptions of what religion and, and religious experience should look like and be like, because Jesus just kept doing that. No matter what he did, no matter what, the best choice for Peter was not to walk away. The best choice for Peter was, was not to say, you know, I'm not showing up. I'm not going there. The best choice for Peter and the best choice for you and me is to stay close to Jesus because he is the bread of life. He is the everything. My ordinary experience says to start strong and when something doesn't make sense or gets a little difficult or inconvenient or let the list go on and on, I just go, eh, you know, that that was a good effort, Shannon. No, Peter, he grabbed it. He understood it. Where else would I go? Where else would I go? Okay, Jesus, so you're not making sense right now, but where else am I going to go? Okay, I've been waiting for this answer to prayer, um, and, and it's, it's making no sense, but where else am I going to go? I don't understand why you, why you directed me in the way you directed me, God, but where else am I going to go? See, that's a life of surrender. And that's extraordinary. The best choice is to stay close to Jesus. So remember what I asked at the outset. Has has anyone ever left you? Has anyone just walked away? Jesus completely understands that. Because hordes of people walked away. Those who were in ordinary relationship with him, they just walked away. And here's where I want to end, it, backtracking to the, the book of Matthew we read uh, a few weeks ago in our reading plan. These are the words of Jesus, and he says this in Matthew twenty-eight twenty: Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, Jesus is with us. Jesus doesn't walk away from us. When things get difficult and hard and crazy and too much for anyone to handle, Jesus does not walk away from you. He does not walk away from me. And that is an extraordinary relationship. And it's that same extraordinary relationship that we're called into. I hope you were able to track with me today. This was a hard one for me. Um, I feel like I'm still, sometimes when I get up here and talk, I'm like, I got this all figured out. I really don't. But I feel like I have a handle on it. I'm still chewing on this. To live a life of surrender. To, to not be okay with the ordinary relationship. To, but to be in that extraordinary relationship with Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray today that your word in, in John... Chapter six is something that we we all go back to and look at. What I love about the just the the amazing uh, holiness of the scriptures is that two of us could read the same thing and 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 take something completely different out of it, and and both of them be uh, affirming in our life and in our walk. So God, I pray today that that John chapter six. That, that when we read it again and look at it, that we, we see what is what you want us to hear. Lord, what I saw today, what I have been studying the last few weeks is this. You want me to surrender to you. You desire an extraordinary relationship with me. Father, I, my prayer is that we would all be willing to surrender to that go with you on this amazing journey. Thank you, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.